Welcome everybody, my name is Pav Bryan, I'm co-founder and performance director here at Spokes and you are listening to Bespoked, the cycling podcast for all things training and uh, other things knowledgeable. I'm joined today by Max Rufi, who is uh, a legend on the pro mechanic scene. And uh, I actually had the pleasure of meeting Max uh, last year's Oat Root Rockies, where he was uh, one of the guys in the, the Mavic team who were uh, servicing the, the bikes of all of the, the participants. Max, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing very well. It's really it's a pleasure to speak to you again. I can't believe it's been almost a year actually, hasn't it? Since uh, since we last spoke, uh, it was a yeah. it was an honour to actually have you service my bike because I didn't realise at the time. But you're actually you've uh, you've uh, been a mechanic for quite some high profile people. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and uh, anything like that? Yeah, yeah. So actually, I'm uh, I'm working for Mavic, the neutral support. So with Mavic, uh, we are doing uh, neutral support for the amateur event, pro event, and mountain bike event. So uh, that's how I met you on the on the route and uh, on the Outroot Rockies. And just after that, I, I I went to the Tour de France. And so so yeah, that's pretty cool. We 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 kind of do pretty much everything. And um, and so so it's quite different the pro event and the amateur event, but uh, but it's still mechanics, so it's great. And uh, and yeah. It's incredible. So you you rode Pillion, Pil- didn't you? For uh, at Latour, actually at Latour, you were on the bike or you're in the car, um, helping out the professional riders at Latour. Yeah, on the Tour de France, actually, I'm uh, last year I was uh, I was a mechanic on driving a car because we are switching. Uh, uh, all the people who are working on the Tour de France for Mavic are mechanicians, and we are switching the drivers and the mechanic. So someday I'm the driver, someday the mechanic. And I'm uh, fi- fixing bike to to the riders and uh, and try to to help them to finish as 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 fast as possible uh, to reach the finish line and and to not lose time any times. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what an important job you're doing, and I'm 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 excited to to find out a little bit more about uh, you and your experience in this podcast. And what we'll do is we'll finish the podcast with some top tips for our uh, for our listeners to help with their bike maintenance and uh, some maybe some what not to do, uh, what th- things not to do for if you're going on a, a tour. Uh, a supported tour such as uh, Oat Route or even maybe a training camp that's got a mechanic just to make sure that the viewers or the listeners can get uh, exactly the, the best experience by not having sort of broken or broken parts or bikes. So uh, let me just start with asking you um, the most high profile tour that you've worked at is obviously the Tour de France, but have you got any memorable moments, the, the best things that are the most like fascinating things that have ever happened for you? Well, well, we are doing uh, all the ASO programs, so there are ASO races. So um, yeah, there is a lot of good races, but for sure, the, the best one of the of the season and the one we are waiting uh, all year, it's uh, Paris Roubaix. It's uh, it's the most epic uh, with the cobbles and the race. So it's uh, it's the big one of the season. Uh, we've got the Tour de France as well, which is the big race, uh, the biggest race of the world. So for sure, it's a uh, it's a big moment of the season, but yeah, if I have one to pick, it's it, it will be Paris Roubaix for sure. Paris Roubaix is actually your favorite. That's actually quite surprising. I mean, I guess I guess it's over a lot quicker than the the three week the tour is. In in the Paris Roubaix, is there is there any moment that you were got caught up in that we might have seen on TV, or is there any in your career have you ever been sort of uh, like serviced the bike, or have you have you saved the day? Have you saved anybody's ride at all? 
Yeah, it's really a lot uh, like every year because it's the race where the team cars are very far behind. So that's the race where we worked a lot. Uh, it's hard to pick a moment. I remember uh, servicing five years ago David Millar and he could finish in the first group and uh, that, that was great. It was a great moment. But every year on Paris-Roubaix, we are changing actually like uh, 30 wheels. Uh, we do 30 wheels change for all the teams of Mavic. So it's hard to pick like a, a moment with one rider. Sometimes we don't even remember the riders we change the wheels pretty much. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it's always pretty intense. That's incredible. 30, 30 wheels changed in one race. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I've done I've done Paris-Roubaix, but I did the challenge, obviously. I'm not quite good enough to do the pro version. And I tell you, it was so funny for me because I remember the, my local bike store who was supporting my, my sort of racing at the time, they, it was the first year that the tre- that Trek had come out with the Damani, the, the ISO yeah. speed coupling, and it was all Fabian's, Fabian's like dream machine for the cobbles. So they lent me one to... Uh, to, to ride the cobbles and um and, and I, I remember getting to the Arenberg and of course when it's the when it's the the challenge it rains all the time and it's always perfect for the pros or it seems to be I remember getting to the Arenberg yeah. everybody in front of me is just bailing out falling everywhere like riding over each other and I was like I'm on a borrowed oh, bike I chuck it over and I ride down what I ride where the spectators <laughs> usually are so that I don't have to don't risk ruining the bike um, and unfortunately, on the motorway on the way home, it fell off the roof of the car. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> so I trashed the bike anyway. But enough about me. That's incredible, David Miller. I I love that. That's uh, I'm sure I'm sure you get to meet some really uh, really uh, inspiring people, and I, I bet they really do owe you a lot of gratitude. So, um, you said David Miller was one cyclist. Have you got any other famous names you'd like to drop? Uh, maybe this year's Paris Roubaix. Was there anybody at all that you? That was just it, it, um, that you were kind of like maybe you were starstruck by them that you kind of like you saw maybe the first time you were ever a pro mechanic or something like that. No, actually, this year we we haven't had any. Uh, I, I don't know. I remember we just changed uh, twice a bike to riders, uh, one from Delco and one from uh, I don't remember the other team. So we also change bikes sometimes when they've got broken their railers and things like that, but. But yeah, for sure, on, on cobbles, they ride very fast. It's, uh, it's always crazy. And uh, so there is a lot of mechanical issue. And, uh, and we just try to save them day and to help them finishing the race pretty much. But. Yeah, absolutely. And let's, let's face it, without guys like you, the, the races would be really boring because it'd be, it'd be game over, wouldn't it? It would be, you'd sort of like, you'd have, you'd have a mechanical in a group and you'd have to wait for the team car perhaps and that would be it. So yeah, big pat on yeah, the back. Exactly. You, you guys you guys really elevate it to, to like be more exciting and uh, everything. So maybe, yeah. let's talk about your day as a mechanic. What does that, what do you do? What time do you get up? What's the first job you do? What time do you finish? Um, well, so 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 a day at the service course, it uh, it starts pretty early because we usually have to go to the start line three hours before the start. Um, we we drink a lot of coffee to be ready for the race, and uh, and then we check uh, every morning uh, with the teams because there is disc brakes. Uh, some people are rim brakes. Some riders are riding disc brake with 100, 160 at the front, 140 at the back. Uh, sometimes it's uh, it's 160 at the back, 140 at the front. So we have to check that every morning because it's changing pretty much every day. Sometimes some teams are riding these brakes uh, for the flat stages, but not for the, the mountain stages. 
So um, we, we have to have a look every morning on, on the team buses. And, and yeah, after we head to, this, to the race and, uh, and uh, we, we've got two cars who are at the front, front of the race. Uh, one car is, uh, is at the back, uh, following the peloton always when there is action. And so, and so, yeah, after it depends how the race goes, uh, if there is a small gap, we, we're going to take it and we're going to cover it because the team car is not going to be able to cover it. Uh, if there, there is breaks uh, behind the peloton, we are going to follow always the leaders and uh, the yellow jersey usually. And, um, and yeah, and uh, we try to fix, uh, uh, to fix everything. And, um, and we are usually pretty busy on mountain stages. Uh, to be honest, on flat stages, we are not that busy. It's, uh, it's kind of like a rest day for us because uh, it, it's usually the same scenario. It's, uh, it's a breakaway that goes away. Uh, th they've got a few minutes and they get back for the sprint. So for, for us, the flat stages, are, are, uh, we are not working that much. And, um, and yeah, that's, that's pretty much a day uh, at the service course, how it goes. Absolutely. Fascinating. Uh, really busy and it's uh it's it's incredible to get that sort of insight um you've mentioned that you've done quite a few different events obviously paris roubaix and, and the tour de france being some big ones there is there an event that you would love to work at that you haven't already well um i, I would love to do the giro d'italia because uh i love the climb and the, the lomite so yeah i definitely would love to 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 do this one and uh and well i already have a, a pretty busy calendar but uh if i have to have one, it would be the Giro d'Italia. Absolutely, yeah. The the Giro is really, really a special event, isn't it? And I mean, like you say, some of the the climbing in the Dolomites is is really, really uh, amazing. Um, yeah, no doubt. Excellent. So uh, maybe we'll shift this and we'll talk about um, tips for for people who are obviously not professional riders. So our listeners are going to be mainly like. Uh, uh, the sort of sportive or, or amateur races and uh, that might mean that they're either going on a training camp or a multi-day event such as O-Route yeah. or uh, a training camp perhaps and and yeah. from experience obviously they, they're not going to maybe have uh, as much money as, as a pro team obviously so their bike's not going to be brand new or, or the components aren't going to be brand new every time. Have you got any yeah. top tips for people um, to prepare for a an event that, uh, like as they go in for it, what what should they do to to help make sure their bike is in top condition? Well, yeah, at first they should make sure to to service the bike before going to the event, like because sometimes they they, they get ready themselves uh, for for to be ready, the body to be ready, but the bikes need to be ready as well. Like it's great to change the cable sometimes, the chains, and make sure everything is uh, is is ready for the race. And um, and after I will I will recommend uh, people to ride with uh, tires of or tubeless. Uh, now it's uh, it's uh, it's working really well the tubeless as well uh, because uh, if you get you you get flat on the cyclosportive event uh, you will have to fix it by yourself. And if you if you're riding tubular it's going to be pretty hard to to fix it by yourself and you're going to be alone on the side of the road. So yeah, it's definitely better to ride with tires and and tubeless. I think for for a cyclo sportive event, and um, and well, if if it's a if it's a week event, I will say it's always great as well to 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 have a second uh, derailleur anger, because uh, there is uh, I've seen a lot actually on cyclo sportive event some crashes and um, um, when you when you crash you will break your derailleur anger and that's something that it's it's a bike part that you can't find. Uh, 
everywhere in every bike shop it depends the brand the brand of your bike so that's uh that's a good thing to carry with you if if you're going for a few days uh, on an event and yeah and uh, and make sure your bike is clean as well because a clean bike is a nappy bike usually so so yeah and um and yeah absolutely so yeah tubeless I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people listening in here that are probably thinking oh tubeless but i totally agree you, what you want is that you want something that is easy to fix uh, and certainly tubular uh, as in for people who aren't sure at home tubular is where your, your uh, inner tube is sort of like knitted into the into the tire and and then glued or, or taped to the to the rim yeah uh, you puncture that during a a, a a sportive like you say then you are you're waiting for and hoping that someone could come along with a spare wheel and if you're lucky and you're doing a really big event you might you might be able to get a spare wheel but um you're certainly pretty much game over and that's your, your time done it's it's not like uh, it's not like the weight savings and the, the performance benefits of running tubular are really really minimal for an amateur racer unless you're unless you're like trying to win yeah. that like unless you're trying to win that might be the only exception uh, and then if you're trying to win you might have somebody yeah, riding exactly. with you with spare wheels that are compatible with your bike so so that you can you can just take one okay. off of them but uh yeah totally so what we're saying are we saying about a week beforehand do you think that they should have their bike serviced and checked over by a by a qualified mechanic yeah exactly it's a it's a good good time to to service it like a week ago uh, a week before the event making sure everything's working uh everything is aligned for the derailers and uh and so they they can go uh, uh easily on the race and they are sure to not have any problem absolutely yeah it doesn't have to be a full overhaul does it but just some of the the main the main uh, items yeah, like exactly, the, the, yeah. the cables the chain anything that anything that wears pretty well uh, good good opportunity to check your tires obviously because uh, they they don't last forever and they do wear down uh, and possibly even if you're running if you're running in a tubes it might it's not going to hurt you to to swap them out if they've been in there for a long time because again they they're something that they don't last forever um I wanted yeah. to again talk about gear hangers. A really important one, actually, that I think that a lot of people at home are probably uh, are probably thinking that that's uh, that they've never they've never really um, thought about that. But you are right. It's that if if, yeah. if you're if you're on a tour uh, or any bike race, you're, you're, the chances of you picking up a spare gear hanger from neutral service, if, even if you have that available, or, or a local shop, is pretty minimal because they are. I mean, at best case, they're manufacturer specific. So I know Trek, most Treks, modern Treks are all the same hanger, but I don't know whether that's the same for all other bike types. But uh, yeah. a, a great, a great example I'd use myself as this for um, uh, for anybody who's taking a bike on a plane is that yeah, it, you, the gear hanger is really fragile, and that if you if if you're unlucky and your bike gets knocked around, even in even in the bike box, you can you can exactly, just yeah. you can just bend that slightly and then all you're going to get is either snap or you're going to have an issue where you're just not going to change gears uh, mm. efficiently the whole way through and i can tell you everybody's probably been there i reckon everybody that's ridden a bike has had that scenario where yeah. your gears aren't changing and it ruins a ride i really hate it <laughs> so that's a great yeah, no. tip max absolutely um okay so obviously 
maybe there's some what shouldn't people do is there is there any things that you uh like let's just say people are going to an event and they know they've got a mechanic there obviously what we don't want them to do is to just think okay well i won't worry about my bike i'm gonna let the mechanics do it but what have you seen stuff on bikes that that is terrible that you just think oh wow if people had done that before they would be enjoying it more is there any advice around that yeah well i will say um it's better not to to cross the chain you know when you're on the big gears and uh um to go big gears to big gears and uh, the small gears to the small gears because uh yeah, it's not good for the chain, and if the the chain is too small, you can you can even break everything. So it's always great to to use all the gears and uh, not cross the chain totally. And um, and well, no, I don't know. Um, yeah, just to make sure um, to take care of the bike because uh, it's pretty important and uh, it can ruin your day. So so yeah, just to to clean it and 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 yeah, I don't know. Make sure the tires are are great as well. Not coming to an event without changing the tires, because uh, because yeah, it can be pretty bad for for for, for the for the event, and um, and yeah, I, yeah. I, I haven't really thought Absolutely. of it. Well, no, there, there's some great tips there. Thank you. So everybody, we, yeah. we want to make sure we're we're, we're practicing good bike uh, cleanliness or hygiene. We'll call it bike hygiene by cleaning your bike, but also general maintenance tips and uh, correct riding and. Uh, I think that actually that's that's a really important point that you raise is actually there's there's a certain element of just not necessarily common sense, but actually just treating your bike with a little bit of kindness. Um, actually yeah, exactly. Will, will really it won't just it will prolong the life of the components and um I'm sure we've all sat there and we've been like, oh, it's only it's like only another cassette or something, but it's only another cassette and another chain until you get like a day before your event and it starts playing up or something like that. So yeah. enjoy enjoying your event is about making sure that you're prepared in every every possible way. So um, where are you next? Are you at the next the next event for you, the tour or if you've got something in between now and then? Well, actually, I just come back uh, yesterday. I was at the Dauphiné Libéré last week. Oh, cool. so I just finished the, the, the Criterium du Dauphiné. And uh, so I'm having a little bit of holidays. And uh, yeah, after the next one is the Total Friend. So we're, we're going to start making uh, everything's ready for, for the three weeks uh, and can't wait for it. <laughs> Absolutely. I imagine that that's going to be a, another epic year. And wow, what about Froome, right? What is, uh, what's, what's, who's yeah, your pick? <laughs> I mean, we're it's, obviously uh, wishing him all the best. Froome, it is, yeah, it is. I mean, who who is your favourite going into the tour? Who who do you think is going to win based on the form this year? Well, uh, really, um, before the Kitayam, I really thought uh, Chris Froome will, will do well, and uh, I actually saw him on the floor. Uh, I was uh, riding, uh, driving a car behind uh, someone on the time trail, and I saw him on the floor. It was uh, it was pretty sad to see it. But, well, um, I think Ineos will be still uh, very strong. They've got a lot of leaders. But my pick, I, will, I would love actually Romain Bardet, maybe because I'm French and, uh, <laughs> and uh, we are already waiting for, yeah. for a French rider to, to win the Tour de France. So we've got uh, Romain Bardet, Thibaut Pinot. But, uh, well, Jakob Fulsang um, is actually looking very strong. Uh, Neiro Quintana as well is preparing very well. Adam Yetz as well. So actually, this year it's really hard to pick a, a favorite. And um, if I have to choose one, I will say Romain Bardet. But uh, 
there is a lot of lot of favorites. So. A little bit biased we'll there, see. perhaps. Well, yeah. you've uh, the, the French nation. Uh, as a people, you've been waiting a long time to have somebody um, somebody come along yeah, exactly. and really really do some good work there. So maybe this is your year. Um, but uh, obviously, like we kind of said, uh, best wishes to Chris Froome, who is had uh, uh, that horror. What a horrible. Um, uh, crash but uh, yeah, yeah, he'll, yeah, he'll be back no doubt and like you say yeah team and yourselves um has got some strong strong people who can uh look to fill the boots i'm sure we're not talking about filling chris's mighty boots but um yeah. <laughs> certainly certainly not without not without great other riders in that team so um fantastic yeah. um, so have you got any memorable moments from previous tour experiences that you wanted to share with us well, on the Tour de France, I had uh, actually two. Uh, last year, um, I had a memorable moment with uh, Philippe Gilbert. Uh, it's not the the thing I like to to do. I'm I'm better at changing wheels than uh, than than doing uh, uh, these things. But when he crashed over the the world on 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 the side of the road, I was the one who who picked him up uh, uh, to to bring him back on the road. So yeah, it was pretty sad to see it because he was going downhill very fast. So I was very scared, and um, and so well, he had uh, we we heard that he had a broken kneecap after that, right. and he even finished the stage. So so yeah, he's uh, he's kind of a warrior, and uh, well, it was I will I will remember it for a long time. I think. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, you were first on the scene, and you were the one that helped him get back up. That's right, isn't it? Because he fell quite considerably, didn't he? <laughs> Yeah, actually, we we were following him on the motos, and uh, okay. and uh, I was the mechanic of the motos, and I just uh, we were the only one behind him because he had uh, only a small gap of twenty seconds, and so yeah, as soon as I saw him uh, uh, crashing, I just uh, jumped over and and went to see him, and um, and so yeah, I had a quick talk with him, and he asked me to help him to to bring him back uh, on the road, so so I helped him, so yeah. That's crazy, man. I mean, that your adrenaline must be pumping so much when you see that because you just don't know how bad he's going to be. Any big crash like that, that I mean, I can only imagine even even from a spectator point of view, seeing that on the TV, my heart's racing, and I'm like, oh god, I hope he's okay. And uh, like, and then and then the best bit is he's not just okay, yeah. but he he finishes the stage with a broken kneecap. It's incredible, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but to, to be honest, I I really don't like this kind of situation because. Uh, yeah, it can be can be very bad and uh, and pretty horrible. So, so yeah, no, that's not the situation I like to 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 be in. So, no, absolutely. Uh, as I said, I'm better at changing wheels than doing this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. That's uh, I, I I guess yeah, I totally agree. It's it's one of those things, isn't it, where it's not a side of your job that you like, but it's also you you're like the the hero of this story, aren't you? You're the one that's the first there and. And, and you, your instincts yeah. kick in and you just get down there and you just make sure he's okay. I mean, the first thought has to be he's okay. And then the second thought is got to be like, get him back going again. <laughs> but I, I know you mentioned you had uh, you had another experience with Rigo. Um, tell me about that. Well, yeah, for, uh, three years ago now, I think, yeah, three years ago, um, I helped also uh, Rigoberto Urán uh, on the stage finishing in Chambéry. Um, also because of a crash, I don't know if you remember when uh, uh, Richie Paul crashed uh, on the downhill of the Col du Chat, he, yeah. he, his bike hit the, um, the derailleur anger of uh, Rigoberto Oran, and so it bent the derailleur anger and it was uh, touching the spokes. 
And so as we were the only one behind, uh, he asked me to to well to to see his derailleur. We couldn't stop because he was there were only three chasing behind Romain Bardet, Chris Froome, and uh, and someone else. So we couldn't stop and give him a bike because he would have lost a lot of times. So I bent over, I uh, I bent over the windows. I put back the derailleur anger. I bent it back. I put it straight, and uh, well, the DI2 wasn't working, so I asked him if it was working or not, and I uh, was saying not, so I think the derailleur was broken, and so I had a quick talk with him, and uh, I knew the finish was flat, so I put him on the 11, and so he could use the 39 and uh, 53, and so so it was great for, for well, it was great enough for, for the flat uh, finish. And uh, and actually he won the stage, so I couldn't believe it at the end of the stage when uh, when I well I realized that he won the stage and uh, with a broken derailleur anger and he probably sprint on the like 53-11, so it's uh, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> it was a great moment that I will I will remember for a while, I think. Absolutely, I mean we were saying this earlier. It really is you're the heroes of the story here because without you he would never have managed that. But how crazy! So you're hanging out, you're hanging out the side of the the mechanic car, right? And you're you're fixing his bike while he's riding, and that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. But uh, I was I was actually watching my fingers because when you right. when you do that, you be very careful because uh, if there is corners and everything, uh, your fingers are very close to to the wheels. So a lot of mechanics already have lost some fingers in it. So I was wow. really watching my fingers, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, I bet. And we're glad you didn't lose a finger, Max. That's incredible. I mean, what yeah, a story. No. I really, I, I'm, I'm fascinated by that. And uh, and in some respects as well, I know we've talked about quite a bit uh, the, the riders being uh, like um, tough, but you guys have got it as well because you've just got to put any any fear or anything out of your head when you're doing something like that. I mean, we're, we're forever seeing like pictures of of old where like doctors are hanging out of cars and they're putting yeah. on the bandages and stuff but but to be to be out of a car at a rear derailleur now that is quite that's quite a stretch isn't it that's not <laughs> yeah it is but to be honest to be honest in the race you don't really realize anything you don't like you don't even realize that you're on the tour de france you feel like you're just on the bike race and you want to fix it and uh you just realize all of that when you watch the TV uh, in the evening. But when you're in the race, you just do what you have to do, do your job. And, and yeah, you realize it after. That's fantastic. Yeah, I guess it is. Again, it's that adrenaline, isn't it? You're just you're doing your job. You've got your eyes set on one thing. And that, that's that's your goal for the day. So fantastic. A couple of yeah. really good, really good uh, example stories here. Uh, Max, I'm I'm fascinated and I'm really pleased that we got connected again and we managed to talk and put this together because um, I know that there's definitely a lot of listeners at home that are that are just eager to have heard your stories and and obviously the top tips for not ruining their own events uh, and being prepared and everything. Is there anything else that you wanted to uh, uh, talk about today? Uh, well, no, I think that's it. Uh... No, if that if that's it, yeah, fantastic, Max. It's it's been an absolute yeah, pleasure. Now. Yeah, <laughs> no worries. Well, well, thank you very much, Max. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on Bespoke. Uh, I will, yeah, no I would love to. I'd love to maybe get you on back, get you back on again uh, after after Latour. Maybe see about what yeah. other stories you've got, and uh, we'll stay in touch. It's been an absolute we pleasure. Yeah, thank you, thank you very All much. Right, mate.